Welcome, everyone, to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We are your host, Kicker, the Chief of Serial and Sigilator of the FLG, and I'm Seth the Mad Doc, your now vocal correspondent. Uh, How has everyone been doing, Kicker? I'm doing great. For those of you listening to our podcast, you should consider watching us live every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You get the cool visual elements, and more importantly, you get to hop into chat and be part of the conversation. Guys, this is a new, fresh start for Frontline Gaming mm-hmm. and the Frontline Gaming Network. We're trying new stuff, innovating, new, exciting stuff rolling out over the next few weeks. New team members, new partners. It is brand spanking new. But bear with us today and probably next week and maybe the week after that as we uh, test out stuff. Because I, right I, I will say that right now my degree is definitely not in AV production, uh, but I am making it work. Um, the, te- okay. the tech priest did his best to get me up to speed on his way out and uh you know hopefully from your end it looks the same uh might not be the same from my end though (laughs) well seth to to kind of give you an idea of my technical aptitude i uh despite owning not one not two but three ring doorbells in the past few years i have yet to be able to get a single one of them to work properly and they're supposed to be idiot proof all all i know is when i was getting things set up tonight i was like kicker you need to get on discord on your computer and he's like what's discord yeah, what's the Discord? Like, what? No. Yeah, no, so that's the level of, of IT power that we have here. So, Kicker, uh, but, what have you been up to? Let's let's get this show rolling. Yeah, let's let's do this. We While Seth and I do not have IT power, we are bringing in superheroes. They will be coming in later on the show. There may be well one as, in the uh, background that you'll hear <laughs> from later in this episode. Right. Right. But yes, dude, I just got back from Cherokee. Wow. Just, just wow. Such an epic weekend. Of course there was the whole, you know, event thing taking place, but before the event, I got to go take advantage of the Smoky Mountains. I got to go hiking and and, and, and camping, which was amazing. And then right after setup on Thursday, we set up really, really fast. Mm -hmm. Thanks to help from the hobby goblins and a few boys from New Orleans. Um, I, I got to go and play a game against Joe, Joe of War Games Live with his Votan, and that was just so much fun. Both of us are, I, are good friends. I keep and, trying uh, to convince him that he needs to name the Army the League of Joe Tan. <laughs> he could, he, sh- he should have. He should have gone with it. Uh, but Joe does know how to pilot. He, he's not only a, 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 a you know an active mm-hmm. streamer every single weekend. But he also knows how to roll some dice. And it was a very close game. Probably one of the better games I've had in, in in years. It was just so much fun. Both of us were giggling as our armies tore apart. You know, he took his Votan. I took my guard. And it was violent and brutal. And we had a lot of fun. But Seth, you got to play this weekend, right? I did. I actually got to play. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But I didn't, because I was, you know, traveling and, and so on, I didn't really get to paint. So uh, for hobby progress, I thought I would show this. This was my hobby progress, which was uh, my wife and I's birthday dinner for her at Cherokee. Um, and I got a very lovely steak at Ruth Christ. And so, and that is, that is a steak. Uh, and that is... A large steak uh, steak and a large uh, mac and cheese with lobster. Kicker. (laughs) Kicker. Bro, we just got a super chat from John McArdle for $200. Congrats on fish sticks. (laughs) Congrats on what looked like a great event this weekend with some awesome following along with uh, WGL all weekend and looking forward to ACO. Got my tickets and can't wait. Yeah, dude, that is. Yeah, yeah, John, we need to give you a big hug after that, and maybe you you can have some of my lobster mac and cheese. Um, (laughs) And I will share my cereal with you, my friend. That he does not do that lightly. Thank you so much, dude. That was one of the fun things about Cherokee is getting to see so many players. A lot of the guys at Cherokee, that's their one big event the for the entire year. Yeah. So I don't see them in LVO. I don't see them in Texas. So so it was a lot of fun getting to to shake so many hands and 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 hang out with everyone. Uh, Seth. 
So you were there. You were yep. eating steak. I was there running the event. Yeah. We also had. Can, can we bring in? Can we yeah. bring in our buddy? Yeah, this can is the, the. So I don't have the the technology yet to show you our <laughs> our new our new uh, associate here, but you can hear. From Nick Dorsch, our yeah, our new producer and uh, kind of co-chair. Uh, Nick, how how was your uh, weekend at Cherokee? How have you been doing? Introduce yourself, I guess, Guys. technically. Yeah, well, hello to uh, everyone on the Frontline Gaming Network and everybody checking out the show tonight. Happy to be here. And uh, you know, from my own standpoint, had a great weekend at Cherokee. It was my second time kicker. Seth, I've been to both yep. Cherokees. Uh, I will, I will be going next year and for every year in the foreseeable future, uh, as it is, as it is set great venue, had a great time. The shirt I'm wearing, you guys can't see it right now. Uh, I'm wearing my Cherokee shirt. It's fantastic. I thought you were going to say you're wearing Only your flannel. Thing. That was what I learned about you this weekend. <laughs> this is guy you wore wearing. flannel all weekend long and I loved it. Yeah. You gotta have a nice uniform, right? You gotta be prepared, dress well for your Warhammer events and having the flannel makes it just so easy. Black jeans. Flannel shirt, you're recognizable. I'm already kind of recognizable with the beard, but it makes it so much easier to just show up, roll some dice, play some Warhammer. Um, I had a great time, six rounds. Yep. Had a great time, great opponents for all of them, um, and I'm I'm very much looking forward to next year. Um, now, but even maybe looking to see if I can get ACO on my schedule with the yeah. okay from the wife. So nice. fingers crossed on that one. Now, uh, now folks may know referencing Nick, yeah. his, his his retail shirt. We should talk about his his, his fancy poly blend, you know, uh, event exclusive Cherokee shirt. Guys, for those of you that have never been to a frontline gaming event, you got you got to get the shirt. The shirt is not your average shirt. Nick, why don't you take it away? Describe this 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 quality shirt here, man. Oh, I Big fan of the poly blend shirt. Uh, cotton is does not really work well for me and for a lot of gamers. Much too warm. So yeah. I put it. This is literally the softest thing. I I don't I don't know if I'm gonna be washing it in the next couple of days because then it loses that feeling, right? Yeah, but right. We we can't get it. We can't get into that. So I'm gonna uh, I kicker if I can get other ones. I may have to get it in order. Uh, the one thing I have to say about the shirts though, we need an Adam Camilleri branded style of FLG shirts. Yeah. No, with no sleeves. Yeah, that's the yeah. one request that I, that we got to get for the future <laughs> events there, because um, we know there's a lot of war gamers that'll love that too. And no, you're 100 percent correct, uh, Nick. There's quite a few people asking for sleeveless shirts. Uh, most notably, Adam Camilleri, but of course we've got the Catagen himself down in Texas, Brett. He he's multiple times asked for you know a sleeveless shirt. So so maybe that's going to be the upgrade option for, for the future. Is you can pay more and get a shirt with get a shirt without sleeves. I think that sounds like a uh, a fair arrangement there. Um, Seth, maybe we should hop into a little bit of GW product yeah. news. Is that cool with you? Yeah, let's do it. I I, I definitely wasn't working in the background to add a picture of Nick for every one but, okay yeah but there you go there you go there's a photo of nick but you know that, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll pop that up when he talks well look i tried to make it look like designed all right i was working on the fly all right jeez <laughs> you can do whatever you want when you're producing the show nick <laughs> Nick will eventually be our on-the-air producer, and he will have the the technical know-how to add full flannel shirts to every single episode if if wanted. Um, oh, talking about flannel, let's talk about this guy here. He looks like he's wearing flannel. No, it's just red. It's not. Flannel. Yeah, I was okay, like, that's mind. not flannel. I thought it was flannel. I, was, I had my flannel like lens on, right? So we've got the brand new Space Marine box coming out this weekend. Uh, very polarizing models, uh, specifically in regards to the gun things there on the, the, desolators. the desolators. I think that's the term. The desolators, yep. right? Um, you know, it's it's weird. Okay, not weird. They're just a lot of people don't like them, but 
there's a few people that absolutely love them. You know, to each their own. Don't shame mm-hmm. somebody for taking a model, regardless of what you think. It's still a cool space marine with a lot of guns. It's maybe too much gun for my taste. Seth, hot take, quick. What do you think of these guys? Um, I I think like you know, painted up like this. Uh, particular, I forget what the name of the launcher, but this is the special launcher that only the sergeant gets. Um, yeah. I I don't mind it. I like it. Um. It to me like rules rules wise, it seems like that big missile should be like a one use only, and then the little rotary one with the belt fed would be used every turn. But I know that's not how it really works. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, they're they're growing on me. They're growing yeah, on yeah, me. Yeah. Yep. Well, so so that's that's only part of the box set, right? It's so true. we know there's this this is this model in particular, this unit of ten is a little, you know, some people love it, some people don't like it as much, but everybody is going crazy for the brutalis or brutalis or whatever you want to call it, the new close combat dreadnought. This guy's got basically uh power claws for He's fist. He's got I giant guess, yeah. power yeah. lightning fist claws. Lightning fist claws, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of melted weapons are as an option. Uh big meanie, and everyone loves this model because everyone yeah. likes dreadnoughts. Nick, hot take. What do you think of this thing i want to see pictures of the brutalis dreadnought painted up in blood angels and white scar paint scheme okay i i could have pulled i had a blood there was a blood raven on the warhammer community page it looked really good (laughs) there was a blood raven but i went i I went with sons of medusa you know yeah because he had the sons of medusa had some really great weathering yeah Yeah, i think they're great they'll look good in the melee focused Nick, army I, schemes. I've That's got it. you. I've got you. You want a death company brutalis. Oof. Oof. Seth, you already know me well. <laughs> that that will definitely be the one that I'm debuting when I get one and have it painted. It's uh I'm I'm a Blood Angels fan. So Ooh. for for those checking in on the network, um that'll be that but there's the, there might be some creep into chaos. So uh I'm also eager and ready to see some chaos conversions yes. from what folks can do with this thing. Right. I, I want to see that, that fall from grace. Yeah. See what, look at, what happens. Look at him. Look at him. Want to see the fall. I'm going to keep going back to your picture whenever you're talking. Cause I feel like we need some visual representation of you. So, so Nick just mentioned that these could make great conversion fodder. No, it makes even better conversion fodder. The next model I want to talk about the guys, the sanctioner robot for Necromunda. These are these, you mean my like orc mega knobs? Yeah. Dude, I'm I'm in love, man. I'm in love. I I don't I I don't know anything about the rules for Necromondo, but I this is just like I could see these being possibly organs or, or you know ogres, maybe maybe like something from Mechanicus. I I don't know, but I want these minis and I want to do something fun with them. They're basically robots that I don't know. They have a big hand and they have a gun battering ram arm thing going on there. We do know that they'll be in plastic. They'll be set in sets of two. So plastic means they're easy to convert. Seth, did you see these things yet? Have you, have you, have you, you know, did, I, yeah, you see, I, I, these yet? I, I think they definitely, uh, they speak to the orc in me. Um, I think, yeah. I think uh, with maybe a little work, these could be killicants. Yeah, totally. totally. So I'm, totally. I'm down with it. Uh, you know, I think they're maybe I, the, the amble makes a good mega knob. Yeah, but these look a little beefier than than the Amble, so I'm thinking Kelicans. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see the model. You know, we don't actually know the base size. We don't know the height of it or anything yep. yet. There's no photo of it next to another model, so we really don't know what it looks like, at least in in terms of size. Kelsey but wants to make them into Bulgren. Yeah, yeah. You think it's Bulgren? That's what Kelsey size? says. And you're a guard. Oh. You're you're a guard, longtime guard player. You know what do you think? Yeah, I am a I am a longtime guard player. And and if these are you know appropriately sized for Bulgren, I'm buying a full squad of Bulgren. I don't even like Bulgren as a unit. I just they just don't they're not my play style, right? Yep. I like tanks, but I will buy these and make them a little Bulgren because they're just too damn cool. Thank you, Kelsey. Kelsey does know basically everything there is in the Warhammer universe. So so thank you for chiming in there, Kelsey. 
Last but not least, we have a, a name I can't even try to pronounce. Uh, Grisiel's Arena for Underworld. Underworld is, as always, constantly getting models released for it. This is basically a bunch of the, the female elf warriors. Another option for conversion. I could see these being witches for, for you know, Drukari, possibly. Yeah. Um, I can't, Seth, can you say that name? I, I can't say that name. I, I've tried to say it like 30 times. I now. can't barely say kicker. <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay. I have to uh, use all of my pronunciation skills and we start pronouncing, you know, event winners and rankings and yeah, stuff. That's, that's like, my, save, it, that, yeah. save, save it then, save it, save it for that. Save it that. Nick, have you tried Underworlds by any chance? No shame if you haven't. I know Seth and I have not really taken, played our Underworlds anytime recently. Have you tried Underworlds at all? Yeah, I actually played it uh, a handful of games at a tournament in 2018. I have to check my dates on it. It was a nice little game with some of the card building aspects. So you get some miniatures, you get that mixed in. Uh, I think a lot of us as gaming nerds, right, mix in card games and miniatures. So it it was a nice thing, easy for transportation. So I know there's been folks asking about Underworlds and some of the kill team and things like that at some of the FLG events. Makes it really easy to pack on an airplane. So definitely a big fan of that. And and rather than painting a 2,000-point army, sometimes it's easy just to paint up five or six models for an Underworld uh, game or something like Blood Bowl um, as another. Yeah, and and I believe all these miniatures for Underworlds can be played in Age of Sigmar or Warcry. I believe there's cross pollination here between the game systems. I know Warcry can all be played in Age of Sigmar. I think a lot of Underworld models can also be used. Worst case scenario, though, they're just amazing things for like D and D and whatnot. So, uh, Seth, we should probably talk about some new news, uh, new rules releases. This was yep. as of today, folks. At, like this is like breaking news. The Astro Militarum finally has their FAQ out. And guys, no double plasmas on, or double meltos, or basically double of any of the same special weapons on both the Cadian or the Death Corps Creek Infantry Squads. If you don't play Astro Militarum, mm-hmm. this probably means nothing to you. But if you are a die-hard Astro Militarum fan like myself, this was this was this was a little sad because I like doubling up on you know plasma weapons, plasma guns on my, my yeah, squads. It really made them super efficient. I get you, kicker, but I think they missed the they missed the big one, which was the Carsican squads doing six mortal wounds per each yeah. target, not per activation, so that they yeah. could split on that stratagem and do six mortal wounds to multiple units at a time. Um, that's, I think, the big one that they kind of missed. But I, I think the the plasma nerf was all right. I mean, it's not well, going to... It goes in line with what's the, the model, the pieces in the kit, right? Yeah, There's only gotcha. one plasma that gun, makes one sense. gun in each That kit. makes sense. Yeah. But, you, you know, you're talking about the Karskin bomb, which is the, the, the big bad guy that everyone's been talking about, you know, since the guard codex has dropped. You know, with that not having been nerfed, look where the guard are. The guard are, are good, don't get me wrong, but they're not destroying. I mean, they didn't they didn't win Cherokee, right? I think they made the top they, four. They, top they made Cherokee, top four. But they they did made not, top four. Top four. Yeah. They made top so four, then they hit Grand you know, destroying the meta right now. So yeah. maybe we could keep that Karskin bomb, maybe, hopefully, kind of. I'd like to, please, kind of. I don't know. Kicker just wants uh, to have we, his broke rules, guys. Let him have them. <laughs> Let me have some broken rules. Guys, if you were in chat, tell us, you know, are, was the FAQ enough or was it not enough? Tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear them. Seth, you want to maybe describe the Jank? I'm going to tell you what happened about the Jank of the Week, and maybe you can kind of explain it. The Jank of the Week, guys, is is that really cool rules thing that we found that's mm-hmm. maybe a little overpowered, a little sneaky. Kicker, who knows. Kicker got to learn about it firsthand this time. I learned about it firsthand to my face. I was playing Joe on Thursday. He was running Votan. I was running my guard up front, uh, trying to charge toward him. And he somehow was stringing his, his Votan infantry. I think they're called warriors. Um, and he's he's basically he- keeping one on the objective, but the rest behind uh, line of sight blocking with a medic back there. And it was really tough to shift. Seth, 
Can you describe what was going on here? Because yeah, so so what ends up happening is if you kill the one guy on the objective, um, there's a command phase strat for Votan where they can heal if they have the medic in the unit. Yeah. They can revive some guys, so he revives them back onto the objective. So yeah. if you don't shoot him with something big enough to like wipe ten dudes at once, and he was running a squad of like seventeen dudes, yeah, right? Like one ridiculous. activation. Then what ends up happening is you kill a few of them. He pulls the one guy you can see. A few other guys you can't shoot him anymore. And then in his command phase, he regrows back onto the objective, uh, which uh, is a thing that a lot of armies like Necrons have been doing before, um, where they have a revive mechanic that they can use in the command phase. Um, yeah. Other armies like Space Marines, a revive mechanic is in the end of the movement phase, so they couldn't do that trick so it's if you have a revive mechanic in the command phase you could do that trick which is oh, well, what the was... jo the leagues of jotan were doing the leagues of jotan well and joe warned me right like joe's yeah. a great like opponent he was very transparent he's like i'm gonna do this thing you're gonna hate me doing it but just you know deal with it and and you know what <laughs> i dealt with it by not really engaging you know i kind of like okay i realized i'm not gonna be able to shift that objective i'm just gonna let them own it and focus my my attention elsewhere but it was cool of joe to kind of make it very clear what yep. was going on uh, let's talk a little bit about a bit of terrain that you might yep, have seen yep. at Cherokee. Did you see this terrain, Seth? Uh, they, they might've seen it somewhere else too. Cause this picture is not from Cherokee. Ooh, yeah. I think we released it at LVO. Uh, yep. Nick, maybe you've seen this. You, I'm sure you played on this terrain at L, uh, at Cherokee. This is the brand new sisters terrain set. Uh, mm -hmm. did you see it, Nick at all by any chance? Oh yeah. Well, I was, uh, you know, I got to see it up close and personal <laughs> at uh, LVO on the stream table. Yep. Uh, Henry Cavill saw it on the stream table. So yeah. it was, it was great there. Um, <laughs> I, I really like it. Um, it, it, it is, it's definitely a different set than some of the other ones that you're going to see. Um, it's a lot of coverage that's there. So I know yep. a lot of folks don't, they, they want to hide from that iron hands gun line right now. Yeah. And let me tell you this terrain, you're going to hide as, as yeah, an orc player. I love this terrain. You love the terrain. Yeah. As a Votan player, I would hate this terrain. <laughs> Seth, well, 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 guys, this terrain as well as our chaos terrain mm -hmm. uh, are going to be part of our primary uh, core sets that go to every single one of the frontline gaming events for the yep. rest of the year. That that they will always be a lot of sisters and chaos terrain sets. Uh, those will make up the majority of terrain at our, I guess, our traveling circus that is the FLG uh, events. <laughs> mm, I really wanted to do 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 do. Yeah, right. <laughs> This terrain, though, will be up. We, we were bombarded uh, in the past week after Cherokee. This terrain will be up for sale in mid-March. So in the next week to about two to three yep. weeks, you should be able to get it for your own home uh, and playing if, place. if you want to pick up this terrain or any of the tickets for the upcoming events, uh, please uh, use our, our little affiliate link, uh, whereas there's a link in the description of the show. And the easy one to remember, I made a tiny URL. So it's tinyurl.com slash signals. Um, oh, and that takes you to you. the site with, with, and lets them know that you came through us. And, and that's important for the growth of our network, which you'll hear about in a bit. Yeah, no, yeah, really would appreciate that, guys. With tickets going live for AC, we went live last uh, Saturday for mm -hmm. ACO and, you know, oh, new train. Hey, if, hey if, kicker, if by the way, buy this. I want to go to ACO. You, know, you want to go to ACO? You got to go to yeah. ACO. I'm gonna, I think well, I'm going to go. Well, well, okay, let's let's talk about events. Let's let's do it. We got RMO. So yep. the Rocky Mountain Open is next week, guys. Bam. I'm heading there uh, in a few short days. I mean, I just got home uh, to see my family. Cherokee, and I'm turning back out to, to go out west to Colorado. This event is, is basically totally sold out. I think we just added one or two more tickets Yeah, yesterday. I think you said you were adding them to, like, the shed? The yeah, garage. we were adding some. Yeah, so I mean, I don't. It's it's a garage. It's not a shed. It's attached. It's a properly attached to the gaming hall. Okay, we were able right. to it's, move. It's a continuous uh, building. All right. It's a continuous building, but yeah, we were able to add a few more tickets 
by by relocating some things uh, to the garage. That would be, I think, the Legion players. Wow. <laughs> sorry, Legion. Yeah, sorry, Legion. No, no, no. It's good. Legion will like it. It's like it's so they can have their own little area and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yes, the it's Rocky like Hoth. Is- It'll be like Hoth, guys. It'll be okay. <laughs> no, the the oh, oh, and really important about the Rocky Mountain Open tokens for this event are going out tonight. So this is Wednesday night. Yep. Tokens you should be getting them by by the time you go to sleep or tomorrow morning. It's you are using a brand new automated system through BCP, but you should be getting your tokens. If you do not have your tokens by Thursday afternoon, uh, shoot me an email at events at frontlinegaming.org, and we will manually add you speaking, to the roster. Speaking of shooting things, Joel Atkins just fired a shot that Shatterpoint Ooh. will kill Legion. Oh wow, that's that's definitely. I've heard you know I've I've heard a lot of good things about Shatterpoint, but uh, them Legion boys ain't going anywhere without a fight. Yeah, yeah. So, so for those of you that don't know, Shatterpoint is AMG, which makes uh, Legion as well as X-wing and Armada. Yeah. It's kind of their their MCP equivalent, but in this Star Wars universe. MCP being Marvel Crisis Protocol, super successful game since launch. A skirmish, mm. you know, mindset, but now using Star Wars, you know, Jedi's and and and, and bounty hunters, which is pretty badass. Uh, we should we should ask Nick. Nick, have you played any any Star Wars Legion or AMG games? No, at this point, I, I've only got the time and, and, and attention for 40k. Am I tempted by it? Yes, absolutely. Yep. And uh, you know, we're we're recording this on Wednesday, March first, and uh, obviously, The Mandalorian season three debuted today. Yeah, so yeah. my love of Star Wars is at especially high point right now. Um, <laughs> I you know, it, my wife was a little upset that I was doing this recording with you guys tonight. Um, because it meant we couldn't watch Mandalorian, and she loves it just as much as I do. So am I interested in Star Wars, and will I play it? Signs are pointing to yes, but I, <laughs> I, I still have too much love for 40K. Oh, my gosh. Too good good, love. good tangent onto Mandalorian, though. I forgot that is live tonight, guys. Mandalorian. All right, so we got, we got we got to pick it up so we can, can get to the Mandalorian, I yeah, guess. Yeah, no, now I want to go see Mandalorian. Like, I am, I'm a huge a huge Star Wars geek. I love 40K, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, like, I was born and ready with, with Star Wars. Uh, all right, guys. ACO tickets are live already. Um, Blood Bowl, we've got Kings of War, and, of course, all the usual suspects, 40K, just Sigmar. Those tickets are live. Um, you know, we're going to be doing a few giveaways uh, for the next few weeks. So if you've already got a ticket, you're still entered into those giveaways, Mm -hmm. but just stay tuned. Uh, ACO, I got the update from Reese earlier today. ACO has already gotten very large and the tickets have only been alive for a few days. So looking to make, we're looking to see ACO be probably the largest. Yeah, we're, we're thinking ACU is going to be as lar- you know, our largest non-LVO event, so the largest event after LVO for, for 2023. So, woohoo! Woo! You know. Yeah. Actually, I had an old uh, friend reach out to me about going up there, so um, I might see some friends I hadn't seen for a few years, which would be really cool. Sweet. Well, we'd love to have you and, and Nick there, uh, of course. You know, uh, Seth, yeah. hey, what's happening on the, I guess, the FLGN? Oh, I got I got to go back little... to, to talking and not producing. Got it. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So um, here, let me, let me, whoop, let me, let me yeah, finish producing. Are you multitasking? You're I am. Multitasking. Yeah, I'm doing a several things at once. Okay. There we go. <laughs> All right. So uh, kind of upcoming things for, for the FLGN. Um, Kicker kind of talked about it before, but we're kicking off the next phase of, of the network. And that really includes us bringing in a lot of other talent to this network. Uh, I've, I've been working hard, reaching far and wide to touch base with a lot of really talented content creators. Um, so you're going to start to see a lot of, of new folks on the network. They might not necessarily be on this channel because we are trying to spread folks out to their own individual channels. That way they can keep, you know, their own, uh, you know, if they already had a, a, you know, YouTube monetization, we're not trying to split that all amongst ourselves. Um, that also helps you, the viewer, because if you're interested in only two or three of the shows on the network and you 
you don't want to get notifications every single time a show goes live, you just subscribe to the ones you're interested in. Um, exactly. We're going to have a nice landing page where all of their information is going to be in one spot, so you can find it in one spot. But then you can kind of branch out and you know pick and choose and make make a little a la carte menu of of what you want. Uh, That's from, the perfect way to describe from, it. from your good, network. Because that is really important, right, guys? Yep. We signals will probably be the one of the only, if the only show on the frontline gaming channel. Mm-hmm. Everyone else will still be a, an independently yeah. run and like, operated. Like Grim's on their own channel now. So if you want to yeah. watch Grim, you got to go subscribe to Grim, and you'll get notifications when they go live. So, uh, but that's the a- benefits you will see the benefits in the next few weeks, and yep. it's going to be great for the hardworking talent. It's going to be great mm-hmm. for the audience. Just a lot of and, good, exciting stuff. And, and we're also bringing in some uh, big name sponsors. So mm-hmm. you will see this in the near future. Uh, just, just, just stand by just, and hold on. Yeah, to your just hold, just hold on to it a little bit longer, guys, because <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff coming on that front. But kicker, uh, part yeah. of this reorganization oh, sure. and 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 next phase here is we're supposed to be keeping to a tight. Tight 45 minutes. So I'm going to push forward into our new segment, which is Signal Shorts, uh, where one of us, one of the hosts, gives the other host a question, and they've got 30 seconds to respond. Tonight's question is for me to kicker, and that is in 30 seconds or less, kicker. Wait, let me get get my timer started. Wait, do I get to, like, prep for this or some shit? You can prep while I get a timer started on my phone because that is the (laughs) lowest tech way I can do to start a timer. Timer. Uh, Delete that one. Uh, 30 seconds. Ready? All right. You're prompt. Yeah. What is your favorite event story? Ready, kicker? Go. Yeah. Is this is this Cherokee specific? Your time's already started, but it's Okay, whatever. yeah, sure. Cherokee's uh, favorite event story. Okay, I got it, I got it. Cherokee had a lot of awesome stuff that happened, like a lot of awesome stuff. But I got to say, one of my favorite things was that everyone had to take a photo with the damn trophy. So we had this epic, like full size, beautifully painted, you know, replica chain sword that was never actually at the registration desk because it was roaming around the entire hall the entire time. You know, hobby goblins were taking photos of it. Uh, your your buddy, your boy uh, JC, Three, you know, from from DC. Two, I mean, you had a whole one. crew of people taking photos with this thing, and I love that everyone's taking photos of this trophy. But I was also terrified because the trophy was extremely expensive. And I'm like, uh, you know, like we need to give this to the best general. I hope to see it return here by by the award ceremony, which luckily it did. All right. Seth, I'm sure you, you got a few yep. photos with that. I trophy, did, right? I did. And that was a perfect segue kicker. A little over yeah. the 32nd mark, but you know, oh, it's your first geez. first week out on the on the short segment. So <laughs> we'll we'll keep all trying right, with you. Right. Um, but speaking of, in terms of our event results, let me bring it back up here. Uh, well, here you you were talking about your your beloved chainsword. Oh, nope, there it is. Look look at that oh, look at go. that handsome at that. man and his beloved chainsword. Isn't he looking like he has a good time? Yeah. Uh, and then we had Joe there. Joe was War, yes. War, War Games Live was there. There's the chainsword making its way over to Joe. Um, but our overall winner, our best general, was Stephen Crawley, and there's yes. him holding the chainsword. And and what I would say is a unique pose. Uh, most yeah. people went for the sword up in the air, or the sword over the shoulder. He was the only one that was like, "I'm going to stab you like it's a yeah. like it's a rapier." <laughs> so you know, he he knew what's we up. Should- we should, you know, really say a little bit of a, a thank you because uh, the sword was made just for us. This was made by Big Bear 3D out mm-hmm. in Florida, and then beautifully painted by the Hobby the, Goblins, the Hobby Goblins yep. team down in Florida as well. I mean, the, it was gorgeous. It, it, it was very it nice. Up, it, yeah, yeah it, was the, I, it was the most beautiful <laughs> replica. And I and I know I know a lot of guys that do a lot of 3D printing, and I was showing them. They're like, they did a lot of sanding on this. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> they're like, this is it does not come out this good normally. Um, so they did a lot of work to make that look the way they did. Um, and, and which, because everyone was taking photos with this, I was inspired. And 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 after talking with the you know Jacob there from the Hobby Goblins and 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 a few other people, well, we're going to probably have an entire arsenal of of replica weapons at our events in the near future. Hey, so that's can, my shtick. Yeah. 
Yeah, right, right. right. You know, so that everyone can enjoy them, though. Yeah. So, and, and there's even already been requests from the Star Wars community for, for Star Wars, you know, specific blasters and whatnot. So so hopefully we'll have that at Frontline Gaming Events, a nice arsenal of toys you get to run around the hall with. So, yeah. yeah. There we go. So, uh, speaking of Steven, Steven uh, was the 40K best general. He took first place with his... Uh, Deathwing. Second place was Brad Chester uh, bringing Space Wolves kind of out of nowhere. And our third place was John Lennon running Iron Hands. Uh, hopping on down to, to Wait, our... Can we do a little shout out for fourth place? Do you know who fourth place was? Who was fourth place? I believe it. I believe it was the, uh, the guy Gabriel running... Yeah, Astronaut Gabriel, Tom, right? Gabriel uh, Rochelle running uh, Rochelle. I probably mispronounced your name, Gabe. Yeah. Don't yell at me. Um, <laughs> but he was running triple Dorn tanks. We talked about him How actually cool in the preview show. Yeah. So, so cool. Yep. So cool. Um, best painted, uh, that ended up first place with the Jacob there. We've seen his army uh, a few times before. It's beautiful. Second place was Jason Langer and third place was Eric Mullins with this beautiful chaos Knights army. Did you get a chance to see it when you were in the hall kicker? Oh my gosh. Gorgeous stuff, man. Uh, yeah. And both Jacob and Eric are of the same team. Yeah. See, the guys from all, the yeah, yep, all, cool. all the hobby goblins. Um, and then we had our overall awards, our paragon of the hobby. Uh, the first place was Wallace O'Donnell. Uh, second place was Nathaniel Williams. And our third place was one of my opponents, Noah Bedome. And that's Noah's Night Army, uh, which also looks fan-freaking-tastic. Um, Noah actually, where, do you know how far Noah came to get here, Kicker? Oh, I, I know exactly how far he came, man. Yeah, he came he, from Washington. Yeah, you know, Washington like he had to fly with this, you know, like like not trying to throw shade, but like you know, Eric and the Hobby Goblins, they you know got in a car and drove up. Like Noah put that on a plane and flew, and it still got Insane. here looking that good. So, uh, great job, man! Uh, it was a great game. You definitely earned that that third place spot in the in the Paragon. Um, we also had some super factions. Uh, Stephen Crawley won uh, Best Imperium. Uh, Wallace taking Best Chaos. And then, do you remember, Kicker, when I said that there was a crazy man taking three obelisks and three monoliths? Yeah. That would be uh, my friend Walter Langendorf, and he took Best Xenos with that Insane. list. He made it all the way to the quarterfinals running that nonsense. Insane. Yeah, Insane. so super proud of him. Um, Nick, did you see that list by any chance, Nick? Because that list was um, interesting, to say the least. Yep. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. It, I mean, I don't, I don't know where things things go. And, and uh, if you ask me what the rules for a monolith are, I don't think I've seen one in that was edition, that so. was the best part. It was, was like we were trying model. we were trying to do commentary during the quarterfinals, and we were all like, "What the hell does that that list even do?" None of us even knew. <laughs> it was it was quite entertaining. So. Anyway, um, moving on to AOS, their best general was Dale Irvin. Their second place was Matt Sweeney. Third place was Jonathan Roberts. But what's the best part about AOS, Kicker? The the beautiful armies, the right? The beautiful, beautiful armies, armies. correct. Correct. So up next, our number one painted um, was Daniel Gershwin. And this is Daniel's uh, Gloomspike Gits army, which just looks fantastic. I think he's even got LEDs up in that, that little Bad Moon altar. Uh, which Same. is fantastic. Second place was Matt Sweeney. And their third place was this army by Josh Edwards. Um, just a lot of those those big beefy ogres. Lots of lots of earth tones here, kicker. I think you'd feel really at home with this army. I very much appreciate the good earth tones there. Thank yeah, you, sir. So, um, and then their their uh, best order was Michael Schmelgermich. 
Michael, man, I'm real sorry about that one. Uh, best destruction was Calvin Rary. Uh, I'm trying, guys. Uh, best trying. chaos was Zach. Best death was Chris Kreiner. And then their Paragons, which again is our overall number one, Mary Darnell. Number two, uh, Michelle Anderson. And number three, Eric Urbas. Uh, and that is kind of all your major placings for AOS and 40K. Uh, kicker, uh, how was your experience at, I mean, at Cherokee? The, the event is awesome. I mean, there's no doubt about it. There's a reason this event has grown 35% from last year, right? Because everyone that went the first year was just had an amazing time. And this year, everyone else had an amazing time. The venue was great. The vibe of, of Cherokee is not like as intense or cutthroat as some of the other events. It's such a relaxed, cool vibe. I mean, it's just a good time. Plenty of space. Um, I, I, I love that. But what really made me excited, though, was what you just said, Seth, about the Paragon winners for Age of Sigmar. Did you notice that both the first and second Paragon winner are, are two females? We had more women yeah. at this event than we normally have, which is like, I'm like, hell yes, let's do it. And they're kicking ass, right? Like both Mary and Michelle came in first and second place for Age of Sigmar Paragon. So so that's that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, that's really damn um, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, and I, I'm going to let Nick talk about this a little bit more because he was actually playing that. But the the 40k narrative at Cherokee was just insane. I'm going to let Nick uh, take it away on that. Nick, what was your thoughts on that Cherokee narrative? Oh, the the narrative was a lot of fun. So just for set the ground level for everybody, right? There's the 40k GT Friday and Saturday. And then if you want to hang around on Sunday, like myself and some others were doing, there's some RTTs that you can play on the Sunday, mm -hmm. but then there's the narrative. And I think there were 14 of us for the narrative. And the way that it was set up was we started off with some crusade missions so 500 and then 1000 point crusade missions, just one-on-one -on -one, pretty simple stuff. Uh, but then based on how you, and we were splitting to two teams. So it's, it's essentially Imperium and Imperium sympathizers and, Imperium chaos, sympathizers? and chaos sympathizers. <laughs> yes, well, because right, what do you do with the Xenos races? So there were they I crump everyone. and Harlequins. Yeah, the Tau and Harlequins went with the quote unquote good guys, and then things like Orcs went with the Chaos side. Really, the Chaos side was just what armies want to do a bunch of melee fighting. And Seth, so just, just let's let, you know what let's let's go with AOS terms: destruction and order. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> okay, I like that. So the way we're that stealing your term, AOS. Uh, <laughs> so it was and uh kicker i believe it was brian right was the to yeah, for brian the Green, yeah. had, had three tables that were lined up in a row and at one end there were these imperial batteries and tunnel systems on the other end was all this chaos terrain and on the chaos side we had a warhound titan it was two armies running up at each other so uh, myself with the chaos demons and another player who was running uh orcs with a stampa and seth he had a yeah. Orcanot. Um, I will add that if you've seen a certain uh, Jim uh, Jim Carrey movie, uh, Dumb and Dumber, his Gorkonaut and Morkonaut were painted, uh, oh, painted yes. like in the blue and orange suits. It's absolutely amazing. Um, so we had this great game. The Imperium did win in the end. But for anybody who's hanging around at, at Cherokee um, in future years or for any of the other events, the narrative was just a really great way to lay it back, enjoy some great games, some great opponents. There were a couple guys in the narrative where – it was legitimately their first tournament. So they were a little afraid of the competitive stuff, but I think we showed them a really good time. They had a really good time. Everybody, it was a great way to end the event. Awesome. Sweet, sweet. And, and, and we do, you know, we did narrative at SoCal. We did narrative at LVO. Both of those events sold out. Cherokee's narrative, you know, was, was pretty successful in terms of attendance. Uh, we're trying to roll out the narrative at more and more events so that you have that option on Sunday, not just the RTT. 
But we also had a narrative ending, and that, I guess, is not what I'm talking about, just the tournament, the, the, the narrative, I guess, event, but we had the narrative ending for the 40K champs, right? We had this really cool story that happened. You had Brad Chester, a very known personality within the 40K realm, mm -hmm. and then you had uh, Steven from from basically the region. He's, he's, he's you know, he plays a lot of 40K. He's obviously very good, um, but he's not as established, I guess, in the community as, as Brad, and he's, he's relatively local to the region. He's from Tennessee, mm -hmm. and these guys were in the finals, so you had have kind of you know the local guy taking on the guy fly, uh, traveling in yeah. and also Steven's playing dark angels and brad's playing space Wolf. yeah you think that was their two armies to go head to head right uh orcs and anyone orcs. oh shut up come on come on come on space <laughs> wolves dark angels going head to head this is no yeah that perfect. was that was and and yeah i mean it was it was a it was a hell of a matchup um I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm actually kind of glad. No, I, I, you know, not the, I don't want to say I didn't want Brad to win, but I was really wanting Steven to kind of get his moment because I've, I've, you know, I play here in the Southeast too, and I've run into Steven at a lot of events. So I was excited to see him make that, that kind of deep run. So I was kind of pulling for him for that more for him, not the army. I kind of hate the army. That's a different story. We'll talk <laughs> about that in the next segment. <laughs> oh, um, well, well, Seth, was what was your highlights from from Cherokee? Oh, it was uh, Cherokee for me. It's there's a there's a great community here in the southeast, and and Cherokee. You know, we talked about it before. Cherokee's kind of a, a a event more meant for people to drive in than fly. It's not necessarily the easiest event to get to using an airport, but it draws heavily on the southeast community. So I got to see tons of friends that I that I see you know throughout the year at events. So it was great just to get in the hangout with all of them. My wife loves this venue, um, this this <laughs> resort. So she comes every year and has a blast. There was a lot of wives there, wasn't there? There was, there was. Um, and so it was great to kind of be able to go to an event with my wife. She had a great time. And, you know, she got to go do the spa during the day or go out and visit Asheville during the day. And then at night I got to have dinner with my wife and hang out with her and my friends. So that was cool. Um, you know, I enjoyed seeing everyone. Uh, you know, let's 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 get to the 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 biggest and the best section. Uh, I I said I'm going for best orcs. I I only went four and two with my orcs. I lost two games. Um, one was to uh, Noah with his knights. Um, turns out when you bring an obsec spam list, and then your opponent is like, my knights all get obsec when I become uh, honored, um, and then he becomes honored in turn like two or three. Uh, your game plan has problems. Um, <laughs> So, but, you know, great job for him to take that matchup because uh, Knights are definitely not in the best spot. And then um, I lost to, to a Necron player. I just made some just kind of big mistakes early in that game and, and it quickly got out of hand for me. Um, but I definitely learned something from those games. Um, there, there's definitely things I could have done to play those games differently and maybe give myself a better chance. Um, importantly, I also got to play against Gene Sealer Cult twice, which is the first two times I've played against Gene Sealer Cult oh. in person in ninth edition, um, which is good because they're a, they're a better army. I got to play against a de Deathwing list, not the Deathwing list. Um, and it was a slog getting through all those Terminators. Um, which kind of brings me into what I'm concerned about with that Dark Angels list, because Steven's list was 40 Terminators, all sporting Storm Shields. And that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Uh, that is a lot of four-up invuln save, one-up armor guys. That's hard for my armor to deal with. So it definitely gave me some things to think about and how to improve. And now, Kicker, you sort of set me up for something last week. 
You said, yeah. are there any other orc players that you're concerned about? And I said, yeah. nah. And then I had to eat my words uh, from my beloved friend, Marcus. Uh, Mark ended up uh, going five and one. And I believe he finished final, his final uh, ranking was 10th overall in the event. Um, so Marcus did take the best orcs. And he came up to me afterwards and he was like, you know, you know, they asked you if you were worried about anyone and you know, I'm playing orcs. I've been playing. You didn't say anything. And I was like, uh, sorry. <laughs> and so I, I have to eat my words and give him props here. So I am a man of my word. Uh, congratulations, Marcus, uh, for taking best orcs. Um, but I'm coming for you. This is, this is just the first battle <laughs> in a long war, son. And I ain't done yet. I um, believe in you, Seth. I yeah. believe in you, man. So, um, I think that's about it for our Cherokee wrap up. Uh, we're, we're, we're trying to keep this 45 minute schedule. So we're getting close to it. Uh, I'm trying to keep an eye on chat, which I haven't been doing great. Um, do you think I got enough data? Kelsey asks. Um, I don't, I think this one event wasn't enough data as a whole. I think I've got like 12 games with that list as a whole. Um, but I'm hoping that now with all of those games across this event and uh, an RTT and a bunch of practice games, I can bring all that data, uh, to my meeting with Steven this week. Um, and we can have our coaching session, which if everything goes well and I can bless the technology gods, I shall be bringing you folks a segment uh, from that session uh, next week so that we can Perfect. take a look at that. So, you know, I'm trying to figure this stuff out as I go. So let's hope it works. Uh, but so that's that for me. Final thoughts from the night uh, for Kicker and Nick. Well, Nick, take it away, man. Final thoughts. First time uh, being part of Signals. How do you feel? Hey, it was great. Um Looking forward to a lot more great episodes. And uh, as you both explained, there's going to be a lot of new updates coming along the way. So excited to join it. Um, while I'm here, I'll add one other item about uh, Cherokee. Yeah. Um, I was a part of a, a group and actually Seth, that some guys that you know, the League yep. of Extraordinary uh, Gentlemen, right? Yep. Up yep. in the Maryland, yep. D.C. Area. Actually, I, I, I was one of the founding members of that club. Oh, <laughs> there you go. So, uh, Ben Millark, uh, he kind of organized this whole group thing. We had a bus of 13 of us driving down for the event. And, uh, let me tell you, we had fun playing the games and, you know, enjoying each other's company at night at the restaurants and all the places at the Cherokee hotel. But for anyone who wants to travel for events, let me tell you that bus ride we had was perhaps just as fun as the event itself. It was an event. Um, really appreciate they, those guys. And, and I would encourage more folks to look at, Hey, make party, a trip party bus into an event. They actually, uh, eight of them got together and did their own RTT pod on Sunday for, <laughs> yeah. for, and I, uh, and I quote after talking to JC for title of bus daddy, uh, on the way back. Um, which I think came with some sort of special seating in the bus. Uh, oh so, God, you know, that. they, they, they played an RTT to see you got the comfy seats on the drive back. Yeah, no, Nick's got a great point, though, man. Uh, traveling to these events with your boys, with your buddies, with yep. your team, with your 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 the people you normally just roll dice with at your local store, but all traveling together makes it such a cool experience. And I think that's what makes Cherokee so special is because you kind of have to drive there. It's a little bit of a, a road trip. You're going to go with some friends, and that makes that event that much more special because you have that those those memories being made. Oh, well, 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 Nick, that sounds epic. Oh, I'm seeing in chat people are disappointed at me. Nick. Critical question. Oh God! Wait, requirement yes. here. Yeah, we talked about this. What is your this. favorite breakfast cereal? We didn't ask. I probably should have asked that at the top of the episode. But we need to know. The world needs to know. And please don't say granola or bacon. <laughs> no, uh, granola is fine if you're out like on a hike in the woods, kicker. Which yeah. you 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 know it's great for that. I, but yeah, um, I got a two part answer for you. All so right, 
Stand, standard answer, uh, cinnamon toast crunch. Okay, it's okay. Just, it's a classic. Always, always yeah. works well. Um, you get cinnamon milk, milk afterwards. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. But perhaps a controversial answer, and I want to see if this passes the test kicker. Uh, take a donut, a standard yeast donut, either cherry or strawberry frosting, and then <laughs> fruity pebbles on it as a topping. Does that a fruity pebbles donut? Does that count as an acceptable answer? So, so your median, uh, your 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 delivery. Yeah, I think we're really starting. To, yeah, donut. we're really starting to stretch the definition of milk there when when we use a donut. I, think. I mean, well, that's I, true. I guess it does need to have it, right? I know. I think it's okay. I'll allow it. I mean, that sounds well. Amazing. Well, in response <laughs> to Kicker's question, I have my question that I have agreed to ask every guest now, which oh, is, what is your favorite baked potato topping? <laughs> Oh, you weren't ready one. for that one. Just one, just just one. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> it could be a it could be an agglomeration of toppings, you know. But if you <laughs> oh, your favorite baked potato format, sour cream, cheese, bacon, and and chives. He's a classic man. Classics. classics. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. Well, uh, that's it for us tonight. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals on the Frontline. But stay tuned because we do have a, a special message from the Sir Val himself. Uh, but until next week, good night, everyone, and we will see you next Wednesday. Good night, guys. Val Applefinger here. You know, there's a long tradition of disgraced, frustrated, put out 40K players uh, announcing changes in their trajectory via messages recorded in their cars. A lot of times they're parked, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to just do this while driving in traffic. It's okay. There's a lot of technology going on over here. Pretty sure my car mostly drives itself, but that's fine. The great golfer, Sam Snead, might have said, when asked, hey, how can I get better at golf? Uh, I believe his response was, take two weeks off, then quit. And that's always resonated with me. Um, and therefore, about two weeks ago, I sort of took a break from my work with the FLGN. And today, I am triumphantly announcing that I'm stepping down as the creative director of the FLGN. One might even say retiring, as many amateur Warhammer players often phrase, no longer playing 40K. Um, yes, it is the end of me and the FLGN, as has been either directly said or reported. Um, I will be departing the FLGN and striking it off on our own with the Grim After Dark fellas, uh, John and Danny, uh, myself, Dickie, will be setting it up as an independent thing. So if you want, you can subscribe and get into get into all the things that can get you to follow us there. That's Grim After Dark on your YouTubes and your uh, your podcast feeds. It's going to be pretty cool. Uh, that all being said, um, if I just take a moment, kind of realize that like for a very long time now, I've been doing. FLG related podcasts I started doing podcasting more or less on chapter tactics many years ago um, and then sort of weaseled my way into a bunch of shows from there uh, a little over two years ago it seemed as though you know frontline could use a little bit of help 
putting some life into the uh, the various shows and feeds, and I at the same time was very excited about the concept of of doing tournament coverage, of live event coverage, which for the moment seemed like a good opportunity to to improve things and, and innovate and do fun stuff. And then a lot of shit happened, like pandemic and such. But in the intervening years, I did get to cover live on location. I had the privilege of covering the first series of U.S. Open events, as far as like streaming them is concerned. The privilege of doing a wide number of, of frontline gaming events, which are always some of the biggest ones week to week. Um, you know, the privilege of working with some of the, I think, best podcasting talent in 40K, whether or not we got them in front of a big enough audience. I think they're amazing. Your Seth, Kicker, the Thursday Show, Adam, Dustin... Paul Murphy, I think, um, and then of course Grim After Dark. Um, yeah, it's been really awesome, and I think, based on where I am in life, I think it's time for me to maybe make room for some others. I think Kicker and Seth have some pretty big uh, ambitions for what they can do with the FLGN. I think John and Danny and Dickie and myself are pretty excited to grow the content of Grim After Dark and hopefully the viewership as well independently. And then maybe as part of something bigger too, we'll see. That could be could be useful to you know attracting audiences. But I think fundamentally, what's important to realize is that my time here at FLG has been amazing. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I wouldn't be as into Warhammer and doing this tournament stuff with 40k if it weren't for quite literally recent Frankie and their enthusiasm and their turning me on to the majesty of. <laughs> what is competitive 40k and going to tournaments and the quote community um, which very rapidly becomes your favorite thing about Warhammer the second you start to engage with it so it's amazing to be able to speak to the quote community to participate at the levels that I have uh, to have made the friends around the world that I have all of those things been absolutely wonderful and uh it's also been wonderful to get to work with with reese and frankie and frontline gaming and the whole team there on the project that was the flgn and i think there's still room that it can grow um but it ain't gonna be me babe and um i'm hanging them up for the flgn anyway uh i'm far too fond of my own voice to uh stop talking to the microphones so you'll be able to find me on uh, grim after dark in my retirement years, uh, you'll be able to uh, see me uh, Thursdays talking about Warhammer Fantasy on the Honest Wargamer live in the mornings. Um, and then subsequently, whenever Rob gets around to posting it on the Honest Wargamer streams and his podcast feed. So that's me, everybody. I want to thank you very much for your time, your love, your adoration, your flowers, and your laurels. And I wish everyone the best of luck, happiness, and joy in wargaming in the future. All the best from your boy Val. I love you all. See you soon. Bye-bye.